Well, look who's back. Yeah. Another bonus episode. I like bonus episodes. This is the second one we've done. It had been a while. We slacked off in the summer. Feels good to be back. I like this. Yeah, it's good to be back. Different environment. Probably just for this uh, bonus episode. Well, the first thing you guys might notice is the uh, mic situation has has been downgraded for... uh, we aren't you we're trying we, to work something out but <laughs> we aren't using any mics right now yeah so we're gonna see how this works um but it's just a bonus episode to bring you up to speed with what uh, we're working on next um let's start good? off yeah what's good so uh what have you been up to not much not much it's been a busy summer since i think since we last recorded uh i don't even think we we talk to each other anymore We've seen each other uh, less this summer, I'd say. Yeah, it's been a busy, uh, it's been a busy, busy summer for us. But uh, it's safe to say we're back, and we have uh, big plans for uh, what's coming up next. What have you been uh, listening to this summer? Um, I'll be really honest with you. I think I've uh, I've really went back to my, I would say, hardcore roots. I would say my more underground hip-hop roots. And before I get into what I've been listening to, it's been a really slow 2019 for hip-hop. I agree, yeah. Uh, It's been a slow year, and I think listening to... Something changed my mind this year. I was was waiting for the Schoolboy Q, like I mentioned to you in the previous... uh, You reviewed it on the Wu-Tang episode? Yeah. One of the episodes I reviewed it. I can't remember which episode, but I went back to listen to it. And I thought to myself, this is not what I want to be listening to. It's stale. Everything that's coming out is the same goddamn shit. It, 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 everything sounds the same. And I was so disappointed that I just went like, I, this is not what I want to hear. The little babies of the world, the dub baby, uh, the gunners, everything that, Sounds the same. Even going to like the Offset album, that's not what I want to hear. So I need something that sounds fresh and I need something that sounds interesting. So what what am I listening to? I'm listening to Griselda. I'm listening to Benny the Butcher, The Plugs I Met. I'm listening to The West Side Gun, uh, Conway, uh, Sky Zoo, and Pete Rock is probably one of the most interesting hip-hop albums of the year. The Rick Ross... After many listens, it stuck with me and it gets better and better as you go on. And Rick Ross is an elite MC. He stepped out of his box and did something really worth listening to for this year. And then there's the Jim Jones uh, with the Heat Makers, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, and 38 Special and Big Ghost Limited. That's phenomenal. A 28-minute album. I might even be wrong, and it might even be 22 minutes, but just really great hip-hop. And stems away from the bullshit that's coming out. That all sounds the same. And Schoolboy Q really did that, and I'm really disappointed. Uh, In the hip-hop front, there was an album we were really excited for that fell flat. Well, fell flat. Didn't measure up to the other albums by this artist. Was uh, the new Danny Brown album. Yes. Because the single dropped and we thought he might raise the bar again. We might have to change our top 100 list if this album tops Atrocity. 
And finally, is it his worst album? Well, maybe not worst, but least good album. Is it better than old? Is it, you know? It's 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 hard to say. But I was I was I was thinking about this, and Danny Brown is not the same Danny Brown that we listen to on Triple X old. I think he's getting more mature. Well, he was very inspired off this album by comedians, which is unlike a lot of artists, I'd say. Yeah, you sent me like something. the Joey Diaz stuff, the Your Mom's House podcast. Those were things that he looked to for inspiration on this record. And I think he got that part right because it's a funny album. But everyone was freaking out, well, us included, when we saw Q-Tip as an executive producer. Yeah, it's, it, it, I, when, I, when I saw that, I thought it was going to be a hit or miss. Because Q-Tip, Tribe Called Quest, Old School Hip Hop, a different vibe. You saw solo albums were still hip hop. Yeah. But still in the same right. category. Yeah. So being with someone like Danny Brown, being totally different and making different music. It sh- yeah, it should have had a bit of a... I-, I think it should have punched more. I was expecting a bit more. But uh, what... Steve, I-, I texted you this probably after like three, four times of listening to this album and I asked you the question and I don't think you even answered me and I can't even answer this. What do we expect from these MCs? What do we expect from these people? Like any type of music, there's a there's a kind of a change happening where these guys were present for the decade now and we're going into a direction where new artists are finding their place. So by nature, if you keep up with, with, with music press and like critics and stuff, they're slowly pushing these guys to the side because we've given them the, the chance now. We've given them the time to release classics and impress us. And now we're moving on. So do we move on from these artists? I'm not ready to move on from a Danny Brown. I'm not ready to move on from, from a lot of the people we, we like, but we expect too much. Sometimes I find, I find we really want every album to come out to be their best album or to be, the greatest thing that's ever come out. I think we, we we hold these people in high places. And let's be honest, there's not that many artists that can make five classic albums or six classic albums. Well, that's where that's that's where I'll shift into what I've been listening to a lot this year because I'm in a I'm I'm not in a place where I'm listening to a lot of hip hop. Like the only hip hop albums that I that I really loved from this year was Denzel Curry. Oh yeah. And as much as it's a great album it still doesn't make a case for 2019 being a good year for hip hop. My albums are more, I'm finding that there's this kind of, there's a lot of, I I don't want to use indie, but alternative artists that are putting out good stuff. Nick Cave put out another album. It's like his 20 something album, another great album will probably be a classic. Big Thief, two albums this year, both great. Two? Two albums this year. Um, bon Iver, fourth album. I'm loving that. People might be over that because now he's kind of pierced into the mainstream side of it, but it's still what he does and it still stands true to his sound. 
Sharon Van Etten. Uh, that was earlier this year. We, I, th I think we spoke about it. Uh, Angel Olsen, another full-length album. It's it's been it's been picking like it's been picking up in terms of alternative music. And today I had a very I had a very interesting uh, moment because we talked about uh, certain things that are happening right now. A lot of people are talking about the best albums of the decade and stuff. And there's an album that I keep seeing on people's lists, and it's the latest Lana Del Rey album. From this year? From this year. And I could tell you I could care less, but I put on this album to hear what people like so much, and I didn't need to take it off. I was finding something new that I didn't care for, when when did the Lana Del Rey album come out? Because I had no like I honestly we 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 lose track and now I'm not working for uh, I think it was a, it was a couple months ago maybe a month or two ago, but people said it was like her classic and, and it I is. said, well look, I always said I don't understand why people like her, and for the first time putting this on I was kind of like okay, like it took four albums and a lot of uh, a lot of press and a lot of hype and. A lot of hype. Holy shit, did that girl have a, a lot of hype behind her? She, she was at Oceaga this year, no? Oh, I don't, I don't know when she was. She's been there a couple of times. But it was like a Jack Antonoff production. Like, he, the guy from, okay. that's the guy from yeah, the yeah. fan who did Lord's album. And he seems to really uh, have a good songwriting. Uh, he seems to have the secret to get these kind of good albums out of these types of artists. I was impressed. I don't know that I'll go back to it often, but I was uh, somewhat impressed, and I might, I might have to go back to it. How many Lana Del Rey promos did we get at work when we were working there? <laughs> I, I, yeah, probably five copies of each album she came out with. I uh, took one, and I couldn't even give it away. What What else you've been listening to? I know, I know our conversations. Oh. I know our conversations have been really me trying to force onto you yeah the benny the butcher well, like, the the rick ross I the left, west side gun yeah i left a very important band off the list a band i love dearly there was a new wilco album so you're yeah. not gonna get me to listen to griselda and, right now but the new wilco album is pretty damn good so that's good they they put an the when was the last time they put an album out a couple years ago they've been they've been uh they've been in the 2010s, they have about four albums. Yeah. They have four albums. And they're all good to very good, I'd say. Ghostface came out with a new album. Ghostface. Did you hear it? I did not. I won't hear it. <laughs> I know you won't hear it. It's, it's good. It's, it, it's fun to see him rapping again and not doing the concept albums. Mm. And being back on his... Right. Ghostface rap shit and talking about stupidity and yeah oh Jesus of King Jesus is King was good is that what, what it's called the Kanye album yeah Jesus is King that was, was a good one that was a that was a really that, that, good one I'm surprised he came back after such a shit album yeah 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 and put out a, such a, an amazing good album, album. Yeah, very there was a lot of choir mm -hmm. a lot of singing church. church praising praise yeah yeah it was a really yeah. good album I like the, the Kim Kardashian featuring on it that was good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was yeah. good. That was good. I yeah. forgot about that one. Thank you, Kanye West, for finally putting out a good album and on time, which yeah, is the most important yeah, thing. Probably, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I want. <laughs> I know that you like to go to a lot of shows, and I think our friendship has gone downhill because every time I want to hang out with you, you're going to a goddamn show, or every time I'm texting you, you have a show. Yeah. Now, you've been to more shows this summer than bands go on tour. I feel like every show I go see is like I'm I'm getting ready to say this will be one of the like this I'm wrapping it up. This is where it's going to like after this it's done. And then there's another one another one that comes up. So I saw a lot I saw Mike DeMarco. Uh I went to Toronto saw Bon Iver and Wilco. Saw Big Thief last night. How was uh, that? It was very good but they went on a like it was a late show. I walked out. Oh, I saw Tom York too, for the Anima. I don't know what that is, but that was his album. Um, the album was great, and I loved it. But I don't need to see Tom York again. I'd go see. I'd go. I'd go see more Radiohead, but for something so for somebody so uh, untouchable, uh, uh, not the best show. I think Radiohead live. Is amazing, mm-hmm. but I, I could just imagine him by himself be fucking boring as hell. It wasn't so much that it was boring; it was loop. It, it was a lot of loops and synths and, and intense visuals, and not not on not on a weeknight. <laughs> Man, there's a lo- all these concerts are Monday to Friday. Yeah, I don't. We don't have control over that. But uh, Danny Brown's coming. We're going to Danny Brown. Definitely not. Angel Olsen's coming. Uh, probably not. I told you. I gave you a list of five people I would like to go see live, and then call it quits. Mm. Uh, and I have a feeling that you'll probably come with me on one of the five. Which is probably if Kendrick Lamar comes back. But would you come see Freddie Gibbs with me if he comes? I don't know. These the thing with the a Gibbs show is that it it starts at midnight, and the thing with the Kendrick show is that. It's not even like it's not even a questionable of a, of can I afford to go to the show. It's that the it doesn't make sense to pay the price of those shows. Oh no, no. And we did it for so long, like the Yeezus tour and the the the, the was it Dam the Dam tour we went Damn to see whatever they, he called that tour. But the price tag on these shows is, I get the visuals they carry around and. But, like, what logic is it to pay that kind of money for a show? We've paid it though. We've paid it. We yeah, like we were we're we because we're fans and we're and we're nuts about it. But like the logic behind it is there's no logic. And I'm fed up of paying eighty dollars for a short sleeve t shirt, and a hundred dollars for a fucking hoodie or a long sleeve. Right. Like the Vince Staples show that I went to, that was phenomenal. But there was absolutely no way. I was paying $90 for a fucking hoodie. So, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but I've been, like, I'm done with spending money on shit like that. I just... I'd pay the money for a Frank Ocean tour, though. Because I haven't done it yet. Because I haven't seen him. But, like, I I find you go to these shows a lot of the time and you just want to hear the same thing anyway. Yeah. So... Then you complain if the show sucks. Right, 
And, and, and for the most part, the price of the ticket to the, the uh, level of greatness of the show, uh, it doesn't really add up. It never really adds up. I never leave a rap show feeling, maybe this again has to do with the, the, the instrumentation to the, that I like in music and seeing a band perform and leaving a rap show, I've never felt moved. I've rarely felt moved despite how much I care for a, for hip hop. I, I very rarely left a rap show feeling like it, it changed my life. Except, or, except outcasts. Exception Outcast, and I'll I'll give the Yeezus tour uh, minus the rant a good like it, it felt good after that. The Throne was good. That was a fucking good show. Yeah. That was our first show together. Yeah, first time I seen uh, Jay Z was actually good, but like paying money to see Drake is not not for me anymore. Like the first time we saw Kendrick at the park there at uh, in Ottawa. With the slope that we were the like, the slope, the the cold, the damp feet that we had, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, and he only had Section, kid, 80 Section eighty and Good Kid, and he played zero songs from Section eighty. No, he played uh, High Power at the end. He closed. Oh yeah, high at the end, but we were we were on Walking our way back, out. Yeah, but that was a good show. He had the band with him. It was it was yeah. And as we said in the two thousand tens episode. People that got to see the Pimp a Butterfly tour must have been like in the small clubs. That's the tour you had to see for Kendrick. Not like Dam was good. The da- what was the tour called? The Dam tour. That's what it was called. Yeah, it was. It was good, but it it was just it was all lights and explosions and cool. But you know, maybe we should do a maybe we should do a season of just all. <laughs> We should go on tour. <laughs> yeah, we should go on tour and go watch people and then fucking... Oh, I was going to charge people the money to see us. But... Yeah, but uh, speaking of uh, tours and shit like that, uh, did you have you been paying... I know you probably not because I've been paying more attention, but have you been paying attention to uh, all these lists coming out in 2019? I have been. Which ones are you uh, talking about? Well... The li- the first, so let's let's start us putting out our top one hundred for season one. Yeah. Okay. So how do you feel months removed from it? Do you look back at the list and say like this is this justifies this justifies the top one hundred hip hop albums of all time, or do you think? Okay, maybe there were some albums we got a bit too excited, put them there, shouldn't have been there. I'd swap for this, things like that. Right now, no. I think we did a great job with it, and I'd keep it like that. If somebody came up to me and said, Stephen, can you give me uh, 100 albums to listen to, and I'll see you in a year? I would give them that list 110%. Fair. Because it was a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. There was a lot going on in there, and and it was a bit of everything, and it touched a lot of important important things in hip-hop. Yeah. So... We made our season one, our list, posts, all that stuff. And a couple of months ago, there was a list that came out by, it was a small, not as, like, not big time, Mm -hmm. but like, I would say medium time, maybe a bit smaller than medium time. Uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or a radio station that put together a top 50 hip hop artist MC list, top 50. As in who's the best rapper? So it's basically like what me and you did. We put a list together. Okay. And then, but they actually 
ranked it right. one to 50. Which we don't like to do. Well, yeah, exactly. We don't like to do that. So one to 50, uh, Jay-Z being number one, uh, Biggie being number two, or Nas being number two, and Joe Budden being number three. Now, whatever. It doesn't matter. But seeing how they've put lists together makes me want to go and criticize these lists. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think, who are we to criticize this list? Let's make our own list. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about who we think is a top 50 MCs. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And that brings another discussion. But these lists blew up for two weeks. Yeah, there was a lot of them going around. There was a lot of them going around. People were criticizing it. Rappers themselves were criticizing it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Joe Budden podcast actually did like an episode where they spoke about it and making their own list. And, mm -hmm. and, and then it, it becomes like, okay, how do you base your top 50 list? Yeah, is it off skill? Is it off rhymes? Is it off catalog? Is it off? Like we discussed, uh, off catalog, Nas wouldn't be close to the top 10. But if you base it off skill and rhyme, he is. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta see what what you're basing the the. Uh, I think he was number two, to be honest. Like, yeah, for for most people, he'll but, be up there. But what are you basing it on? But again, you don't even have to base it on anything. If it's your personal opinion, it's your personal opinion. Yeah, if it's your personal opinion, and it usually has to do with a combination of everything, skill and and catalog. Skill catalog, featuring comes in play. You think? The featuring comes in play. As in. How you sound on other people's songs. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So let me let me give you a quick example. Raekwon on a featuring. Always kills it. Always kills it. Ghostface on a featuring. Kills it, yeah. Always kills it. You there's Jay -Z, a Jay-Z hit or miss. Exactly. Like if you talk about my beautiful darkest twisted fantasy Jay-Z featuring, that's a fucking miss. Yeah. But you it's it's people have to understand lists are personal opinion. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter right. what you base it on. If these MCs attract you, mm -hmm. then it's fine. Like the person that put Joe Button in number three, I'm not even mad or I'm not going to say anything about that because maybe Joe Button's his favorite rapper of all time and it attracts him. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make a difference. Right. Today I got in shit by our friend uh, Mass who listens regularly that we didn't put T.I. King on our list. <laughs> And it almost made it, I told him. But it did. It did almost make it, which is a fucking great, great album. album. Probably my favorite T.I. album. Definitely my favorite T.I. Yeah. But it doesn't really make a difference. Mm -hmm. it's, it, if you like these guys... You like them. That's you it. like yeah. them. Like, that's what makes them your favorite. That's what makes these artists popular to people. It's because it attracts their yeah. music, their style. Everything attracts you to them. The list that I keep seeing, yeah, are the best of the decade lists, and our uh, our favorites uh, at Pitchfork were the first that kind of put their foot forward to do it. Yeah, and they pretty much shut down the whole website to do their 2010s recap. And I find it very funny that they took the opportunity to rank 200 albums rank 200 albums that came out between 2010 and 2019 mm -hmm. 
And within this list, you have 2019 albums, like the Lana Del Rey that I mentioned. It's in it? Yeah, like the, the first of the two big thieves from this year, but they're ranked so high without considering how new they are and have they stood the test. There's also a lot of things I notice is that of our 2010s list, of our 2010s episode, so Good Kid was on our list, but not in our 2010s episode. They have that on their list. They have To Pimp a Butterfly on their list. They have Damn on their list. They have My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy on the list. They have Take Care on the list. So half of, or five out of the 11 albums from 2010 that we put out on our, on our best of the deck of best of uh, hip hop all time are on their list of best of the decade. But albums like Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition, not in the top 200. Schoolboy Q's. They didn't put uh, Danny Brown? They put Triple X. Okay, fair. Yeah, but Atrocity was insane. They have um, Earl's Some Rap Songs on there. At number... It's very high. It's very high for for a short... But It's a great album. It's a great album, but... They put that like number twenty eight. It's very high. I didn't. I don't have. I didn't pull the numbers up, but I. I remember you, seeing it and texting you and being like, "It's fine to put this on the list, but not at number twenty, whatever. right? Of the decade, yeah, of the fucking decade." Then there's YG that they didn't put any of his stuff, and they didn't put any Schoolboy Q, and it just feels to me like. But they gave Schoolboy Q like a, that's it. Like these were artists that they were telling us to listen to. Best new music, best new music. Uh, 8.7, 9.1. Everything 9. that they would do if they if they cross the street, there was an article about it. So, how do you how do you build this kind of hype around artists, culture, amigos? Not not nowhere to be seen on these. That's lists. that that to me is fucking retarded. Because they praised it, they praise culture, and it, not being on the list. Yeah, it's it's odd to me to say that. You know, Killer Mike, rap music, not there. Run the Jewels 2, album of the year, the year it came out, down in the 150s. Like, you create hypes and you create trends. And then it's like, you pull up the list and you're like, Lil Peep is there? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not disrespecting the guy. and uh, But... They never spoke about that album, number yeah. one. Number two, that album is on the list. Because it sucks to say, but he passed, he passed away. away. Yeah, and they they're on the they get on that train and they kind of like like all this hype they made about ASAP Rocky, and you know that I'm not particularly a fan, but you can't just pretend he wasn't there the no, last ten years. No, because basically now. none of his albums are no, not even live. The, the, not the tape, not the first one, nothing. So it's just odd to me when I saw that, and it was interesting because they also do the readers poll. So you and I could go put in what we thought were the best albums. Hmm. And if you look at the readers, poll, man, atrocities there. All the album, well, it only does a 50, so it doesn't get to like the schoolboy cues and stuff. But like atrocities there. Run the Jewels surprisingly wasn't there, but like even the rock albums, a band, an album that I love, like the Nationals High Violet, goes up to the top 30 when you're asking the people. But when you're asking Pitchfork, shove it to the back. They put High Violet where? Oh, very low. Within the last 50, maybe. Really? 
Yeah, it, but, it, it, and that was an album that they really like. Well, fuck when, when it, it came, came out, it was like a masterpiece. They were all, it's still to me. It was a, uh, but they did put, which is very important to add. They did put Taylor Swift. The red, yeah. Okay, Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't see that, but but maybe there's something I don't get about the Carly Rae Jepsen because to me it doesn't make sense that it's there. It doesn't make sense, and neither does a Taylor Swift. Because it, I think there's a, there, I, my opinion hmm. is there's money involved with putting a Taylor Swift red, or there's somebody behind the machine, saying you need to put Taylor Swift yeah, red. Yeah, okay, it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I never heard them talking about Taylor well, Swift red. Well, a couple of weeks red. ago they reviewed her whole catalog for no reason. There's money behind there. There's definitely something, yeah, behind. Okay, there. my question. Yeah. And, and I don't want to start talking about being paid and stuff like that. But, so, Carly, not Carly Rae Jepsen, Taylor Swift's career right now, where is it? Let's be honest. Mediocre? Uh, she's still popular as fuck and could sell at the Bell yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah, she's super, yeah. But, but I, as somebody who doesn't follow, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i able to say what, this, what it sounds like. I feel like her music always caters to, I want to be careful how I say this. Her, mu- her her music and her themes will always cater to the hot topic of the moment. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't been in any news. I don't see anything about her on Instagram, Twitter, the news. Taylor Swift was a big... It was, was really in the spotlight for a long time. So now she's not in the spotlight. Mm. So what do people do? Oh, she just do? released something. She's going on tour. She's making a bit of noise. How many people go on pitch for? Let's say. Oh, I don't, I don't know. A lot of people go on Pitchfork. You think it's like the main source? Too? It's, it's probably top three main sources of getting news or music or reviews. People want to review. People are not going to go. I want to know who works for these guys. Oh, 100%. Because it, but I feel like you, when you build your staff, okay, any kind of... You, you should always have variety on deck, but it's weird that you would say something like, Nick Cave's last album was a masterpiece, was praised. It was entirely based on him losing his son and unnoticed for a fucking... And you have a fucking Taylor Swift album in there. But You told me this Nick Cave album was his magnum opus. Now you have read over... That that doesn't make it's, sense. It's odd. The, 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 I want to know who puts... I want to know how they put these lists together. The list is bullshit, and I'm going to go on and say that the list is bullshit because it's like the the all talk, no action website to me. And to get back to my Taylor Swift point is, okay, look, her career is here. It used to be here, but everybody's going on Pitchfork. So let's promote Taylor Swift on Pitchfork so it could get other people involved in it. And now everything is about streams. So I don't have to go to the music store and buy the Taylor Swift Red. I could open my phone and stream it, and it's going to get... Yeah, because Pitchfork said it's on the list. Exactly. So I find there's a lot more to this list, and I don't find it's people like me and you where we sit down and have everything drawn out and be like, okay, this needs to be there. We said this was a 10 out of 10. It needs to be there. The Nick Cave album was amazing. Fuck that. It needs to be on this list. Like, 
Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. There's, there's, there's what a, should be on the list, and I completely missed it. But the Sufjan Stevens was there, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. they had to. But see, like his the the one. Okay, Saint Vincent. I think they gave her one spot on the list when wow. for ten years. Wow. Plus, she's been like running indie rock. I I don't I I yeah I I still don't get the logic. The other thing that I find crazy is like a, an album like Life of Pablo. Not on the list. But Jesus was. Jesus, I would put on the list. Jesus, yeah, I think, too. deserves it more than Life Pablo. But again, you told us how good this was. You praised it. You made it like you. Acid, okay, acid, uh, not acid rap, but coloring book by chance. They blew it. Well, I, yeah, I agree. And because I always there. said acid rap was better. And, I, and as much as I think coloring book is an enjoyable album, I don't think it's that good of an album. But you're telling me that this guy from Chicago, where you guys are based, is this is his, this is going to be his classic, and then it's gone. Makes no sense. Because people in ten years will pull up what did Pitchfork say were the best albums of 2010, and they're going to go through this list of albums and say, oh, this, 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 this. But as far as somebody who lived through the 2010s. I don't remember much of those albums being too relevant. No. They probably didn't stand the test of time. And like Amigos... Shit, they didn't even review was on it. Like Migos, which changed hip-hop for... Look, if you're talking 200 of the greatest albums of the, de of the last 10 years, culture's in there. 100%. And they it didn't doesn't need it to be into... Uh, yeah, yet Dirty Sprite is like <laughs> top 50. Yeah. Somebody's not, you know. There's something there's something wrong. There's something there's somebody pulling the strings behind there. And it's like when it's like when a artist that's underground that's anti-label goes and signed to a label. You get with them? Yeah. And that's what I find is happening with Pitchfork. And for and I'm going to end it with this well, about Pitchfork. Yeah. For a Story, blog, whatever the hell they do uh, that came out saying that Takashi 69 is probably one of the biggest hip-hop artists of all time because of what's going on in his trial and stuff like that. That's where I said this website to me is, no, no thank you. I'm going to go on my hip-hop DX. I'm going to go on my rap radar. I'll the get guys my news. Annoying, yeah. I'm going to go listen to the guys that know it and not the people that are telling me that somebody that's in jail for snitching and for being a fake mm. blood is one of the biggest hip-hop artists because he's snitching on people. That's not for me. There, there's no way. You guys have no idea what you're talking about in hip-hop. I'm sorry. Well, that's why we're here. Yep. Um, All-time. The future plans for the All-Time podcast. Uh, as we mentioned in the last bonus episode, we're working on the website. And when we launch this website you're going to get our top 150 of the decade. All types of music. And we're going to be somewhat rational to what made a point. What deserves recognition after 10 years or less it's within the, the decade. Of time. Because it's easy for me to say, like, you know, put all the Danny Browns on there. Put all the, you know, but then it becomes about preference. So we want to 
paint a picture of what the 2010s were to both of us and to music in general because there are albums in there that like like the Lost Lord album I thought was fantastic but not necessarily something I'd always not necessarily a type of music I'd always go back to yeah 150 we'll go 150 um that's going to be for our website and to go along with that we have our topic for season two. We finally brought it together. And I think this is, this is brilliant because the last 10 years have really been probably the biggest 10 years in music for us. So it's brilliant, but it's also very obvious closing out the decade with a music podcast. Agree? Agree. Great idea. So I did not come up with this. It was actually Stephen number one that came up with this because I'm too dumb to figure things out. Season two will be a decade recap. Ten episodes, ten years. And it's not uh, ten albums. Right. We're basically reviewing uh, what happened each year. So it could be any hip hop album that came out and any indie rock album that came out, any Taylor Swift album that came out. Basically, everything happened per year. Important things, uh, music changes. It could be really anything that happened in the last 10 years that relates to music, the way we listen to music, and anything that's going on in the world of music. Right. At the end, we're going we're gonna to give you our top five of that year because that's just what we do. Uh, maybe not a top five... Uh, right like I, like I, it, just five albums that of that year that we loved that's it yeah and they'll probably be on our list anyway if you check the website uh favorite artists uh at the end of it maybe uh, shows that if we remember any from certain years it's it, it's big things because i've been looking over the years and it's fucking big like there's some big there's shit lot. Happen. It's, of, it's, uh, it's the last 10 years have been probably the best 10 years in music for me and where we used to work at and the way we listen to music, the way we sold music, the way we bought music. The last 10 years have been insane because yeah. when I look at what came out in 2010 and then look at what came out now, it's it's a lot changed. 10 years, it's, it's been a lot of shit. Yeah. So that said, season two, episode one would be the year 2010 and you guys are going to get that on October 24th yeah unless this computer blows up and you can't fix anything right so uh, if you start seeing us spamming you on uh, Instagram again things are coming people have been I've been asking for this and people want more content so here you go season 2 coming right up it's coming right up uh, before we wrap it up shout out and lots of love yes to Tom and Christina for getting who are married. Honeymooning their ass off right now and we'll probably hear this yeah when they get back. Yeah, you guys they're on a boat right now in the Bahamas living life while I'm stuck here with the shit weather. Well Tommy has no internet so I don't know how he's doing that. Or at least he's not showing that he has any internet. And he's probably he's not taking there. any videos or anything like that. But congratulations to both of you. Uh, it was an amazing wedding. It was, it was amazing wedding. sharing that moment with you guys. I'm really proud of you guys. Thank you. And uh, enjoy Bahamas and wherever you're at. To be honest, I really hope he's not dead. 
Why would he be that? Because knowing him and his stupidity, there's... I, I don't know. I wouldn't go to Bahamas with Tommy because... Mm. <laughs> Let us know if you're alive, Tom. Take care.